I did find myself and he's an absolute knob. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another edition of Rooting Around the Podcast, sponsored by Alpha Guest House. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. I'm Ed. And uh, this is part two of uh, Thailand. Yeah, we covered we covered so much in the first part that, <laughs> that we felt like we had to come back for a second round. Yeah, I think we needed more digression. So, uh, which is really handy are. because I've done even, if possible, <laughs> even less research this time. Excellent. Um, I was telling Kev just before we got here that I uh, I watched a video from. I didn't go into all this much detail with Kev, I was just doing the best bits. Um, some British guy who lives in Thailand, and you know those like clickbaity videos, which which they said like 10 things you should never do in Thailand. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll get to the other the other ones that I can remember. <laughs> but in short, one of them was if you see if you see a rainbow in Thailand, you point at it, you've got to put your finger up your bum. Is there a reason that you have that, to put a finger up your bum? That sounds like... Presum presumably to, to prevent the imminent <laughs> rainbow-related prolapse. I don't know. <laughs> sounds like something you just in, kind of invent. Something. That doesn't sound real. It's, what, it, well, That's it, usually it, a beautiful thing. It's one, of, it's one of two things, Ed, and I've just realised this now. Either it's a joke to make tourists do it, yeah. Yeah, or cool. it's a convenient excuse to have a feel of your bum hole in public. You know when you have to think fast in those situations? But you're, you're out in town, it's up there. Yeah. Someone's like, what are you doing? And you're like, rainbow. Or maybe it could be quite a homophobic type thing where it's, you know, they look at the rainbow and they're like, oh, it's rainbow flag, better plug yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not homophobic at all. It's like the opposite. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just... want to be penetrated by my finger because I see a rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it works out. So many Thailand. theories here. Yeah. Um, so on our on our Instagram, we're going to set up a <laughs> set up some sort of poll. Uh, what do you think? Why do you stick your finger up your bum when you see a rainbow? Why do you? Just to pass the time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Feels nice. It does. Yeah, it does feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. Yeah, very very little very little research done on Thailand because because Kevin is the font of knowledge on all things Thailand and I have experiences there. I wouldn't say I'm a font of knowledge. I think I think now that we're back in our sort of super high tech green green laboratory, we'll see photographic evidence of you doing things. Green laboratory laboratory. Um, so yeah, this is Thailand. Um, mm. Actually, looking at that, it doesn't look like Thailand. Precise here. I did my research because someone's got to do it, and you know me, me and my research. Where in Thailand is this? I don't know. I just googled Thailand, Thailand islands, and that's what came up. Because my fact is, there are fourteen hundred over fourteen hundred islands in Thailand. Okay, and there's what twelve of them? At least, yeah. 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 I've been to four, five, six, seven islands in Thailand. Well, they've got a lot of ground you, to cover how you, still. How do you know you've been to seven? Because uh, it was there. I can remember there were five big islands that I went to, and on two of those, I went to smaller islands off them. So that is Fair, yeah. seven. Makes sense. Yeah, it's good yeah. math there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and they're all really different as well. So the first island I went to was Ko Chang, uh, which is very close to Bangkok. But then uh, it was that was the first experience of, of Thai coast and uh, island life, which is very different to Bangkok because everyone just smokes weed. And if you saw our I first th- edition... We, yeah, we said in the first edition that like, it's contrast super against like. Yeah. Massively against drugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ko Chang was, if you remember the story from the first episode with the mushrooms and the ladyboy and the yeah. chase, um, that was on Ko Chang. So that was my first experience of uh, of island life. And if you haven't seen the first episode, that must make you want to watch it or listen to it. This is your brain on drugs. Uh, that Were was... you on drugs for that? That was that night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would not have enjoyed that. I <laughs> love insects. So uh, that's, if you can't see, I'm moving away from it. That's a rhinoceros beetle. That um, There's a guy who uh, gave out shisha at the bar. He was yeah. like the shisha guy. And he had, there's, you can see there's like a ribbon tied to its yeah. middle horn. So he had that tied to his belt loop. And it was just like climbing all over him. Um, that's a very oh, so different. That's a live pet rhinoceros beetle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. And he let you pet it and grab it. He let me hold it for about an hour, and I just sat down looking at it for about an hour, and it was, it was pretty cool. What's um, he? What's he feed it? <laughs> don't know. Just uh, kebble. <laughs> that's why they're so big. Um, so yeah, that was that was from that night. Um, and that is a juvenile Kevin that you can see. So you haven't changed much. No. Are you in this picture? Have the mushrooms kicked in yet? Yes. Do you? Is that like a little, little like half eye squint of I'm off my box? Well, you can you can't see any brown in my eyes there. My my pupils are the mushrooms took them all away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was the that was the first night I'd uh, ever taken hallucinogenic drugs, and it was well, I was having a really good time. Mainly, <laughs> <laughs> you're enjoying it. Like ninety nine percent of people would absolutely hate that experience. Mm. Yeah, but you don't. No, I loved it. It's pretty it's deep end as well. Like it's quite because the last time, most of the times I've done mushrooms have been quite subdued. Mm. Um, yeah, it was really intense, really intense. I'm not sure if I told you the first experience was was looking at my brother and the tree behind him. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. turned into a finger. Yeah, so that was I was sat on the same wall when that happened. Um, yeah, so that was I named him Marley because Bob Marley was playing, and yeah, he was he was a Beatle and I enjoyed the music. Is um, it a normal size though? That just doesn't look normal. Like, do they walk around like that? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Nature. Yeah. That, I think that's a particularly big one, but um, yeah, my nostrils beetles are... So what do they do? Like, surely all their... How do they get that big? Like, they, what do they do wrong here? <laughs> they, well, they, their larva, uh, in, like, um, inside the trees, and they're, like, this big. Um, there's a really famous Bear Grylls video of him eating one, and it, like, bursts out of his mouth because it's fucking massive. Um... But they, instead of like cockfighting in Thailand, they do rhinoceros beetle fighting and they have them on a stick. 
She liked that. Piece. So he, Marley was the champion of, of Ko Chang. So they have two on a stick and they basically fight until one falls off. But um, was he um, so was weird. he retired? No, no, no. He was still. He was yeah. still it's just a reigning champion. Still in his prime. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Was he aggressive towards you? No, they, I mean they can't do any, the only thing you could do to hurt you is they weren't is, they weren't both standing on a stick. So no, yeah. If I was on a stick, I'd be in I'd be in trouble. Um, but no, the the only thing that can do to hurt you is um, pinch you in its uh, with its wing cases. So all beetles can fly. I'm not sure if you knew that. What? Yeah. That's not that's so not that thing a flies. purely a ground dwelling bee. Is no, that, that flies. That thing flies. So yeah, it's yeah. like the size of like a small bird. Yeah. But is it is it shit flying? Like you know how pheasants like they can fly, but uh, it's a bit of a waste of time. I don't know. But their their wings like so the wing casing opens like uh the Lamborghini doors and the wings fold out. And I think the wing the wings must be on that must be like yeah, but surely they can't like fly like you know to the next island. No, probably not. But they'd probably be able to fly from like tree to tree. And I think they eat like pulp, like they they pulp wood and fruit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was pretty cute. I don't know where I was going with that picture. Um, well, you... island life. That was where I was, wasn't it? Was that how Maybe. I got there? I don't know. Yeah, that's how um, you got there. Seven islands. Out of fourteen hundred, did you say? Yeah, just over fourteen hundred. Yeah, so you haven't touched base. Uh, oh, there's there's some more islands. Um, where was was that? There oh, we go. So I think that's probably on the east coast, west coast of Thailand. You'll have to ask crabby. Google. Um, Liches typed Thailand islands. Hey Google, picture. Where in Thailand is this picture from? I stumped it. Yeah, that Google, you bastard. Um, so yeah, there are loads of islands in Thailand and they're all really different. Islands, great segue, which attract how many tourists do you think a year? Oh, you, you have I'm going to say research, I'm not gonna just the either. islands. Yeah, I, I don't know, my fact is like one, two, three, four, five words is not enough. I literally did it last time and then I'm we gonna didn't say talk about it. Eight million. You know what, that's pretty close. What do you say, Tom? Eight, eight and a half million. Six million. Oh, fair. That's like 12 Luxembourgs. What? People just visiting the islands? I don't know. But the yeah. country. Yeah. I feel like that's a very low number. Is it? Yeah. Six million people. Yeah. It's not a huge country. Like, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. There's like 100 million people living there. Is there? Nah, it's 75 or something, surely. Oh, close enough. Round up. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but think how many but people visit it, France. Yeah, but France is like attractive to pretty much everyone. Yeah, but a lot so of people. Is, so is Thailand. Yeah, a lot of people would. And like, it's like next door to two of the biggest countries in the world. True. Well. That, yeah. But you would imagine. I don't know. Like France, for example, has got Paris, and Paris yeah. alone gets. But isn't Bangkok that. the most visited city in the world? No, it's Paris. I think it might be Bangkok. I would know this fight. if I'd have done any research. I will, yeah. I will fight you, Ed. Right, let's you get could, a stick. You I've got, got, I've got very stretchy under, stand on. <laughs> stretchy trousers on. Have we got sticks that you can stand on? That's <laughs> fight. Mm. No. No? Okay. Anyway, according to my quick research, mm. it's six million, which is 
a lot in my like eyes because you know that's twelve times my country. Yeah. Well, there's on at full moon parties. There's normally over a hundred thousand people just on one beach, on one specific day every month. So that's over every single month. Yeah. Well, there's a hundred thousand people at a full moon party on yeah. one beach. Yeah. How many how many Luxembourgs is that? Ed? That's like point point two five. Of Luxembourg. Mm. Yeah. No, it's point. I can't do the math right now. Um, Divided by six. And just a small indication of full moon party. That's those buckets that I mentioned last time. And that is your brain on How buckets. How do they to your ears? Uh, and they just hang you off. You know, bucket hang handles? Oh. Put those in my ears. So they fall. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't Surely think so. Surely not. He, he would be like the strongest. I don't know, like, Kev. I mean, I am he's strong. He's got strong ears as well. Yeah. yeah. It's his party trick, one of. <laughs> How do you feel? Talking about party tricks, yeah. this is completely unrelated, but I was. Um... Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's new for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, some Scottish friends that I met in uh, during the Mongol rally came to visit last weekend, and one of them's got the best party trick ever. He gets a sausage. Like, you know those normal British sausages? Like, it, for people who are not from the UK, they're quite short, but they're quite thick. Mm -hmm. Like, compared to, I don't know, Frankfurt. It's a lot thicker. And he just, like, swallows it. What, raw? No, cooked. But still. It doesn't chew anything. It just... Gone. It's, it was quite impressive when I saw it. That's quite a strange... Yeah. Strange you... thing to... Yeah, are you going to ask how you discovered... That skill, I, I don't know. He wasn't really able to. He saw a rainbow. He just, he, he just tried. <laughs> <laughs> but he was upside down. Yeah. yeah. Noshin is how he learned that trick. Yeah. Um, fair play. Yeah. And um, you'd think being upside down or lying down would be would make it easier. He just does it standing up, like pushes it in. I would imagine. No, not even. Like, down looking at you straight in the eyes, and <laughs> he needs to keep eye contact. <laughs> yeah, that was an awkward bit. Yeah. <laughs> What's your party trick, Ed? So I can eat two sausages at once. Um. All right. <laughs> no, I don't really have one to be honest. Uh, I can open, but that's not that. Some people find it like a lot of people can do it, but I can open beer bottles with pretty much everything. We're doing pretty much everything. As long as you, if it's Sausage? not. Okay, maybe not. It depends. <laughs> if it's like charred and really hard, maybe. But like you know, mm. if, even paper, you just fold it enough times, it's hard enough to open it. Yeah. So I, want, I feel like I feel like we've got so many, so many potential avenues where we can just bring, bring items in. Like next week, I'm, I'll turn up with a pineapple, <laughs> and you'll be like, right, Ed, you know, use this, use this to open a bottle. I reckon a pineapple is possible. Like, I reckon the rind possible. is pretty hard. Yeah, on a pineapple. if if you find uh, like the perfect it's, spot, it's, it's already been chopped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well in that case, maybe not. Oh, although you know, never know. Do you have a party trick? No, I don't. I don't actually. I used to I used to be getting my, my penis out, but um, Mine that's, 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 <laughs> that's less of a trick well. and more of more of a sexual crime. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't have any party tricks. Like I. No, I don't. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Nothing that's not like. So you come to my house. I've got a saxophone in the corner. Yeah, yeah. You can, not everyone's got a saxophone that you can just whip out. So I can play a saxophone, but that's not really a party trick. That's more yeah. of a, oh, who's this 
who is this twat? Look, he's mm. got a saxophone. You can have a little toot and play Pink Panther. Yeah, that's not a party that's pretty trick. Cool though, it's fun though. Yeah, it's nice, but it's it's not like it's not a trick. I don't bring I don't bring my saxophone to a party. No, no I'm one's like, got them like lying. Although, around. the only good thing I can play with the saxophone, aside from Pink Panther, is you might be too young for this ad. <laughs> this well, it's for me and Kev. I'm remember? like five years younger. No, maybe oh. a bit more. Do you remember? 2008 Eurovision. Yes. Moldova's entry. I already know what it is. <laughs> so I, yeah, it also entry. features in Gandalf Europe pop nod, presumably. Is that? Yeah. yeah. I, so I can play that and do, and do the dance. I think I know that to be fair. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skinny yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah, with deep that, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Insert Gandalf Europe pop nod. <laughs> there we go. I, I definitely know that to be fair. Is that the year. Um, that Russian guy with the violin one was he Russian? No, no, that was that was the year after. So, 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 two thousand eight was the year that Russia won with Dima Bilan, believe cracking song. Um, then the year is that, after, is that the violin? No, no, no. Oh. So the year after when it was hosted in Russia, that ah, that was the violin. So it was the violin, like the skatey skatey boy. Yeah, yeah, very two thousand nine kind of look. I was in Russia for that. Really? I, I, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. Because I uh, couldn't get a ticket. And I lived in a different city. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you didn't try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wanted I to go, but it was, it was over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no party tricks as to speak of. I know Kev's got some party tricks. Um, Have you whipped out your party tricks in Thailand? It used to be dance offs. And I pr I'm pretty sure I won every dance off that I was in in Thailand. That was my thing. Um, and there's a Tenacious D song that I used to play called Explosivo. Um, you're basically like a, uh, a British version. Well, you're, you're just a, a... poor man's Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not poor man. The poor man. All... Council of State, Jack Black. The Alpha Guest House of Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, I know it really sounds like... I forget that is our sponsor, but not yet. So not yet. If, if we get I'll enough views and you, if you share this enough times, we might get the, the almighty Alpha Guest House. Sponsorship. Shout out to Alpha Guest House. I wonder, I wonder what the owner of Alpha Guest House is like. She's probably a cracker. Have you met her? Yeah. I've stayed she, there. She stayed there. Remember? Yeah, but does, does she does she grace the place with her presence anymore? Is yeah, she, she lives she... there. She lives in the, oh. on the ground floor on the left. Well, to be fair, how do you know that was years ago? Well, like, you think, no, she might have passed on. I'm pretty well, sure because there it's are not sponsors. exactly the healthiest lifestyle. Because yeah, there are sponsors, build... I'm pretty sure we'd know if ownership changed hands. And you build up a tolerance to that stuff over time. Yeah, like, true. No yeah. one's ever heard of people dying of drugs. No, unheard of. Not, in the, not there. Not in the after because they get rid of them. <laughs> it's best to get rid of your crackheads. <laughs> Do they have a big garden? No, <laughs> I'm not sure if I've seen the garden. Probably the furnace. We should have a look on Google Maps and have a look at the garden. Oh, we could just go. We could go. Should we Re go into? Record we should record an episode in Alpha Guest House. Got some needles being thrown in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a mouldy mug on the bedside table when I was staying there. Oh my god, it's just so rough. Yeah, that is so rough. We should definitely stay there. I don't think it costs much. I think it'd be like thirty quid. What? Mm. That's quite a lot. You can get like a travel lodge for less. You no, I know, but definitely can't get a travel lodge for less. No. But then you don't have Depends the swag. Where you are. Maybe in Carlisle. How much is your? You went. I know I went to travel lodge. Yeah. 
I stayed in the travel lodge recently, just, at, just oh, outside. How convenient. Twice, <laughs> twice, in fact. No, one. No, twice. 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 Uh, twice. Uh, in just outside Wrexham. Oh, don't North go, Wales. Don't go to Wrexham. No. Waste of time. Ryan Reynolds Wales. likes it. Oh, he does. Yeah, him and, him and that bloke bought. Rob McElhenney. Yeah. Anyway, Thailand. Oh, yeah. Where were we? <laughs> um, uh, I can always swim back my last fact. I've said whip out a lot today. It's because of the sausage thing. It's on, it it's is. That's, whip, that's the opposite of whip out. So tune in next week to <laughs> watch Ed swallow two sausages. Um, <laughs> just have to like get, watch a tutorial first. Just get my friend to teach me. Yeah, I can send you some links. <laughs> um, yeah, your last fact. You've blown all of your... your blown your what? But that was also actually like last week's fact. Okay. But we didn't get to talk about them. I'm pretty sure it's this one. That's just convenient because that's a temple and there are 40,000 temples in Thailand. Try and do the face. Oh, oh you're so perfectly placed. That's perfect. Anyway, 40,000 temples. Shit. Yeah. How many temples have you been to? Seven islands? Three temples? A bunch. I went, I went to one on the... Second day, so I got to got to Thailand in at like seven p.m. and then um, kind of wandered around, and we ended up at this bar called Toys Bar, owned by a guy called Toy. Um, and he told us to come back the next day, and he was going to take us to his temple, his own blessed, temple, uh, to the one that he went to, oh, okay. to get blessed for our trip. And um, so he took us to the temple at the end of the Koh Road, which is this is massive one. Doesn't quite look like that, but. Um, it was all very like wide-eyed, like, oh my God, we're in Thailand. It's so yeah. amazing and it's going to be such a great experience. And we turned up and they, you have to bring a gift for the, uh, for the monks. Monks? Would you call them yeah, monks? monks. Uh, what is monks? Guys in the orange dresses, things, the whatever. Um, and you have to bring in one of those buckets and not one of the ones from... <laughs> <laughs> not the party buckets, but you have to bring him a bucket that's got like sweets and food and stuff in it. And um, I remember you had to kneel down in front of him and he was chanting and then all of a sudden he just splashed us with water and I didn't know what it what was happening. So I just started laughing and I probably shouldn't have done it. Um, but I think it's a pretty regular thing to laugh if you get splashed in the face with water. But uh, it was very nice, and he blessed us for our travels, and nothing bad really happened. But I hope so. It's a temple. Yeah. Um, they give you this little, it was like a white string bracelet with like a woven, like, just white string, and then it was like wound around the, the string, but that I had that for the whole trip. And then um, you're supposed to cut it off on the last day. Um, Did you? Yeah, Good. yeah. Like, like a festival band. <laughs> exactly. It was like a festival band. Yeah. Um, Although most people keep their festival bands. Yeah. There were there were a lot of close calls in in Thailand with incidents. Um, and you feel like that band saved you? Yeah, maybe. I'm not spiritual in any way, shape, or form, but thanks for. Oh, you say me. that. You say you're not spiritual, but. Some of Boyat Dad's weird shit. Oh yeah, that freaks you right out. Yeah, do I? Uh, no, I 
Also, also when the first shaman was throwing shade at you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, most experiences I've had with tarot cards or palm readers, a shaman in fucking Russia, it's basically slagging me off. So it's like, you're going to have loads of money. And I was like, sweet, but you're never going to find love and you're going to die alone. It's like, oh. And it's all of them have said the same thing. So, uh, except right. Tom's Russian dad who tried to exercise my demons yeah. of epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, he really did. He did. That was, it was weird. In, like intense to the point of, you know, you know when something becomes... So, so what happened was we were about to leave and gave us a hug, gave me a hug, Russian dad. Like that. You know how hugs go. Then he started hugging Kev and he just, <laughs> he sort of just went into like a trance, started chanting and like really like making like really guttural sounds because like mm. and then like moving Kev around a bit um, digging his hands into my ribs and um, like kind of scratching my back and like digging and then, his hands into my ribs again and this went on for about two minutes <laughs> like for two minutes where no one spoke and it had gone past the bit where it, so it started off and you're like what the fuck's he doing and then it went to the point of like oh okay and then and then it was like Oh, it's gone on for a while. Mm. And then it got past that, and you're like, it's, it's just going to end? And I think it's, it's, his door stepped in. Yeah, she pulled him off me. <clears throat> it was cool, though. And all of that in Russian as well, which makes it a lot more intense. Mm. Yeah, he was, he was, Tom knew him really well, but he was the sweetest, he is the sweetest man ever. Um, but was... yeah, it was the first 10 seconds, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then after about 10 seconds, I was like, Hugged him back. <laughs> kind maybe, of embraced it and let it all happen. Maybe he thought you were trying to push your, push your demons into him. Oh, yeah. And then he fought yeah, back. He was like, I'd get epilepsy. Get off. <laughs> but yeah, he was trying to get rid of my epilepsy. It's nice. Man. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was very thoughtful. Um, he was wrecked. But yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, no. Um, have you ever been to a temple, Ed? I have been to a temple uh, in Mauritius. A Buddhist temple? Yeah. Or are they Hindu in Mauritius? Oh, God. <laughs> that's awkward, isn't it? Why is that awkward? Because I forgot. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I thought you were saying Tom's question was awkward. Oh, uh, no, Tom's question is great, and my answer is very bad. But I have been to a temple. Um, Temple's a temple, really, isn't it? <laughs> my parents loved to take us to church. So they're not, like, Christian. Well... Technically, they are, but they, they're not really, they don't believe in God and all of that. Uh, but they love churches and architecture and stuff like that. Yeah, they're I've cool. They're the coolest so buildings. many, in like monasteries and stuff like that. Mm. We need to get your top five churches then. Well, just top three. You haven't got all day. There's one I remember, I don't remember the name or anything, but in Norway, it's like made completely out of wood. That was pretty cool. So top one, <laughs> is that good? That'll do, yeah. There's a really big, um, I think it might be the biggest Buddha statue in the world, possibly in Thailand. It's the, I think it's called the Sleeping Buddha or the Golden Buddha or something like that. And it's like a horizontal, you would have uh, seen pictures yeah, of it. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, I've seen pictures um, of it. Massive. There was, one, there was one, one Buddha, <clears throat> they, they uncovered it about, I think like 40, 50 years ago. Um, in inside a temple in in Bangkok somewhere, and 
it's like I think it's like two meters tall and it's solid gold. Um, but what happened was they, I think during the colonial times or something, or the Second World War, whatever, I don't know, back in history, they, um, they plastered it so that people, like colonizers, wouldn't ransack it and steal it. Didn't we say last week that Thailand was the only country in Southeast Asia that hadn't been colonized? I can't Ooh. remember if that was. The, oh, this might be going way back, way back when then, like, just like when, when, like, when like old, old pre-colonial empires. I, I don't know anything about history. Um, but solid gold Buddha, they plastered him, and then they forgot about it. And then everyone forgot about it for a few hundred years, and then they uncovered it a few... Someone knocked him over and was like, oh, shit, what? Someone, <laughs> someone chipped him, yeah. And then, yeah. Shit, that's nuts. Hmm. Yeah, well, there's loads of temples in Bangkok. Well, I don't think I went to a single temple when I was in Thailand. Did you go to the Koh Sam Road? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was my first ever travel experience, like adventure travel experience kind of thing. What kind of road is it? Um, it's, they call it the gateway to Southeast Asia. It's basically, that's the picture I got, actually. Which one is it? Probably the last one. That one? Yeah, that's the Koh Sam Road. <clears throat> It's just, so it's, it's just fucking chaos, though. Yeah, it looks like chaos. So there's bars, restaurants, tattoo shops, accommodation, food vendors, just all the way down. I'd say, what is it? About a kilometre? Yeah, about half a mile, pretty long. Um, so you basically get off, if you get the airport bus from the airport into Bangkok, you end up there. You get off the bus for your backpack, and it's just that. And it's just the most insane experience Especially ever. Especially, I imagine if you come in, because uh, when I when I went to the Koh Sam Road, I um, I got like the metro from the from the airport to the centre. I was with my mate, and we were like, "Right, we're gonna go to Koh Sam Road, get a few get a few beers because we're lads," um, and then to hang around a bit around there, and then go to go to Yangon because we were off to off to mm. Myanmar, um, and we got there at about eleven in the morning. And it was all pretty dead. And mm. Just a few people drinking and stuff. But then when, when we came back, I saw it properly at night, and like, I just like it's just like this sensory overload everywhere you are. And I imagine I imagine being in like a situation like you, and you just get off the plane, and you're like, get off oh. an aircon bus, have that first feeling of like humidity and heat, and then seeing that it's just I the still remember it now. As well. Yeah. I took loads of Ritalin with the Danish person. Yeah, I'm really yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 amazing, and it's I was I can't remember who I was talking to about it. I was like, because since then, I mean, that was 2009, so it was 12 years ago. Like, I've travelled a lot with the job and and things like that, and that feeling of turning up somewhere like that and having that feeling of being overwhelmed and thrown in the deep end just doesn't happen now mm. i think i'd be hard pushed to be like have that this is coming from the guy who shot in the taxi in traffic in peru yeah it wasn't overwhelming i was just like oh, i'll <laughs> shut myself again um <laughs> if anything i was in a comfortable i was in an uber that i was just like oh get that on my phone that's nice <laughs> and easy and shut myself True. We never, we never followed up on this, really. Um, <laughs> did you tip? 
<laughs> Probably not. I reached it. Oh, no, I think I did, because it wasn't on my money. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's amazing. Uh, left him a couple of golden nuggets. <laughs> he did. Um, but that, like, that's one thing that kind of was, was killed with travelling a lot with work, mm. was that what a adventure. No. But for anyone I, going I know what on you a mean, trip though. like I, this, I, I know what you mean. Like in, in a different example, like after you know driving from Europe to Asia and, and mm. Siberia and stuff, like driving to Scotland, even if it was like driving every day, seeing like mental views and stuff, it just felt like a holiday. Yeah, like, like nothing special. Little, little and for some people, that's like wow, this is cool. And for me, it just doesn't. I need more. Like exactly. <laughs> like <drugs>. <laughs> 11, 11 years ago, if the thought of getting on the Trans-Siberian would be like the most overwhelming experience yeah. ever. Whereas now I'm like, oh, it's just, just, it's just getting train. on a fucking train. Long train journey. Yeah. It's like going from Manchester to uh, Liverpool on a train, but a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a knife held to your neck kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it sounds really privileged and and stuff like that, but it is... No, it's true. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. I can't remember last time I was overwhelmed in like a city when, it, when I arrived like that, but in a completely different way, Johannesburg kind of overwhelmed me the first time. Yeah. My yes, Africa's another level of danger. No, not, not even like... I wouldn't because it wasn't crowded. It wasn't that crowded, but it's just because Johannesburg specifically in a lot of cities in... Uh, in South Africa, everything's so like closed off. Like there's walls, there's barbed wire, there's like fences everywhere mm. uh, that you don't really get in. Like for example, Malawi, like it was that was a lot more open. But like in Johannesburg, I was like, wow, this is I don't feel comfortable here. This is not what I'm used to at well, all. Speaking of not feeling comfortable, for Ed, bit of a teaser for next week's episode. Know <laughs> <laughs> where it's going to be, don't you, Ed? Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with going on holiday too. I mean. Not to Israel. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know why you're. I, I why thought are you about going to, say? to, I don't think to Tel Aviv. I don't think I'd go to Israel. No? no. No. Fair. D. Divestment. What was it? Divestment. DBS. I mean, we're not going to get into a political debate, but there's plenty of areas I would go to, although I really don't. Like, been to Turkmenistan. I do not except what they're really doing with their population at the time. If I had the opportunity to go to North Korea, I'd probably go. Yeah, me too. So like, I have you know, no I, values. At the end of the day, what you're doing when you're going to a place is uh, you're supporting the local economy. Mm. Apart from Turkmenistan, because you're not supporting anything there. You Same just, in North Korea. You literally yeah. pay the government. But, uh, you know, if you go to a cafe and stuff like that, that money ends up in the owner's pocket. So it's not, you're not really supporting mm. uh, an agenda. So there's nothing wrong with going to places that you know you disagree with. That's, that's one thing as well where when you go to places, a lot of people try and barter and haggle. Whereas the, the difference with, for example, if you go to somewhere in Marrakesh and you're in a quiet end of the Medina, I don't think... I know you would. Wow. That, it did turn still, into a game. They would still fuck you over. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, there's there's no point haggling in a lot of places, but it is one of the most fun things about shopping in the Medina, is having those arguments. And it's great. Yeah, I bet, Some, I bet you're good at it as well. Well, you just have to laugh. 
I think if you laugh at it and you're, you're like, no, come on, you walk away. They're like, okay, my friend, come back, come back. And it's like, no, it's bullshit. And you say, it's, it was half the price down there. And I think my first, my first tactic was go for a fifth of what they've offered. And then go from there. Because there's Amanda, we were walking through the Medina, and Amanda's too nice to say no to people. Yeah. This woman came up to her, grabbed her hand, and started putting henna. On her hand, and the man was like, oh, okay. Sat down with her. Oh. And then the woman was like, 40 euros for like two minutes of henna. And I laughed, and I just picked a man up and said, no thanks, and walked away. Because it's just like, she literally snatched her hand. Yeah, yeah. And did that. If you don't, if you're not careful. They, 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 you know, they know how to food, deal with, it? it is. They know how to deal with how polite British people are. How... Not just uh, British people, like generally like Europeans or Americans, yeah. like makes sense. Yeah. Is there a lot of like bartering in Thailand? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. But well, not the, like the currency is called baht, actually. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you go to a bar and like to drink and stuff like that. Well that, actually like, those buckets, the yeah. you can go up and it's like they do one bucket for three hundred baht or whatever. I can't remember what the currency exchange was. And then there's one for a thousand, and you're like, what's the difference? And he was like, oh, whiskey, rum. And it's like, it's the same bottle, but they've just put water in one of them. Like, they've clearly just watered them down. So it's like, you have to find out who does the best buckets and go, go for there and play them off each other. And... But there's loads but, of But you can't, like, change the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. But not in a bar. Like, you couldn't do it in a bar, I don't think. But in... They have like they're not necessarily bars. They're literally just like a table that they have some buckets on, mm. with a little sign above it, little stall thing. Um, but yeah, it's there's a lot of it out there as well. But I've not I've not been for twelve years, so it's yeah, it might it's going to be a very like, different country. I'm pretty sure I said that last time, but in two thousand nine mm. was it? Like tourism there was very. I'm sure it wasn't six million back then. It definitely was a bit less, at least yeah. for the Europeans. Because like now it's definitely the hotspot for well not the last two years but the hotspot for uh, gap year people. Yeah, you just see a bunch of roided up bellends with like tribal tattoos and tiny tiny shorts. You just see pictures of it. Um, well, when when I look for pictures of roided up bellends with the tattoos, I see pictures of them in Thailand. Mm. Um, I think it's a different it's a different audience now. For sure. Speaking, speaking as someone from... As a roided... Uh, well, <laughs> well, no, no, just because I, I'm, from the, I'm from the capital of, of um, roided, short-wearing short dickheads, mm. South Wales, as we know. Um, really? Why would you say it's the capital of that? There's that many there. You've never been to... It's, no, I've you've never got, been to You've got there and Newcastle, I think. Yeah. Really? Uh, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. I would have said yeah. Newcastle. In yeah, well, that's why... What? You know... You know What's, the, what's that show called? MTV. Geordie Shaw. Yeah. We know there's Geordie Shaw and there's that, the Valleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so about like, the Valleys, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's same, basically same. like twin cities, twin regions. Yeah. Like steroid abuse in South Wales is rampant. That's why I'm so fucking flex and huge. Mm. Like, That's the reason. Nice. But yeah, <laughs> or, or loads of people I know from Swansea. I'm sure Kev knows loads of Newport. Yeah. Just like, oh, I've gone away for five weeks down the fucking time. 
get on a tan in bed, get another tribal tattoo, and take loads of roids. But what, for what it is, my, my tribal tattoo right, if you look at it on the side, it says, ma'am. <laughs> so I, and then you turn it around and it says, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lo- loads of roided up bellends from, from South Wales, for sure. Um, but then it was dreadlocks and smelly beards mm. and toothless pirate-looking kids. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a very different place. You can you could get lost there, but even now, it's my favourite country. Really? Yeah. Thailand is your favourite country? Mm. That I've been to. I thought Russia would be too, fair. I love Russia. It's it's up there. Thailanders, but Thailand, there's just a magic about it. You don't you don't go to Russia to unwind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go to Russia to get unwound <laughs> forcefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it. I wish I I wish I could have spent more time there. I mm. feel I feel I was really pushed for time, and that that one day of experiencing that. Um, it's not a good representation no, of, it, of the country at no, all. No, of course not. And, mm. and I really want to explore like Chiang Mai and go into the mountains of the mm. north. Stay away from all those horrible elephant sanctuaries. Yeah, mm. sanctuaries. I I can't remember if I remembered that rhyme on the on the show. Yes, uh, last week. Remember, I was saying there from was the jungle track. Yeah, yeah, the jungle track. Oh uh, yeah, no, I think you remembered when we stopped recording. Yeah, so it was. Um, I shot the tourist, but I oh, did yeah. not take his passport. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got taught that by Moon in uh, in Chiang Mai, who also sorted out my tea. Oh yeah, good like bloke. That, yeah. yeah. Did I tell you about the incident the very first night I was in Thailand? Went to a nightclub called Spicy. Not sure. Um, and I was dancing, having a dance off as as I did. Um, and then I was dancing on a pole. What type, what type of what type of moves was two thousand and nine Kevin Murphy pulling? I out? did a lot of that. Oh, a lot of that cartwheels. No, yeah. how much space was that? Not enough. <laughs> People would go flying. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yeah, cartwheels. There was lots of um, you know, like the shooting at the moon thing that Rihanna does. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Um, I did, there's a move that they did in um, Bring It On, where you do that and like thrust forward. Do you know it? Oh yeah, I think I did. That one where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, that was some of those. Um, but a woman, a woman stuck my hand up her vagina. Yeah, you've told, actually you yeah. have told me about this. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was on the show though, but oh, we, yeah. I'm pretty sure we knew about this. Yeah, I stuck my hand up her vagina. And you 100% sure it was a vagina, not like... A, yeah, 100%. Like a, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, so what, so for, sure, for future actually. reference, what to avoid the situation, what dance move were you doing at that particular time? <laughs> to avoid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, the old, <laughs> the old... Shooting at the moon. <laughs> the dangerous yeah. crab. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also... Um, so I went to the toilet in that place, and uh, there were two guys, two Thai guys in the toilet. And me and my brother went in there at the same time, and they just came up behind us, slapped our shoulders, and started giving us a shoulder rub. <laughs> and then, have you ever had your ears clicked? So you know what? you get like massages and like they click, click your neck and stuff like that. Yeah. If you pinch someone's ears and pull them like that, they click. That sounds horrible. It's like a pop. 
So we turned up, <laughs> these two guys, while you were penis in hand, like giving you a massage, and it was just like we looked at each other and like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it was, I must have been the first public toilet we went to. In, oh, it was a public toilet? No, it was in a bar. Oh, like, okay. it wasn't just our hotel toilet. It was like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, so every time I'd go in, then I'd like run past them and close the, close the <laughs> door behind me. Uh, but Did they ask for money after that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of so like. So, how the, does um, it feel to get your ears clicked? Because I honestly can't imagine it. Horrible. Let's do it now. Live, live on Look, I've got headphones on. It's just, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> they, they seem like things that are not supposed to be clicked. Um, yeah. It was, it was terrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I cried a lot in Thailand because I, I had serious culture shock. The, how the long first were you there week. For again? I, was, I was in Southeast Asia for like three and a half, four months. Oh, that's mm. a long time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the first, it took me, I'd say, a week to 10 days to feel comfortable. Really? That's yeah. funny. Was it the first time you went abroad, 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 like outside of Europe? Yeah. Right. On my own. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was with my brother. But I remember we got an overnight train. The trains in Thailand are sick. Where um, the... Like the thing comes down and you have two bunks yeah. and you have your own own area. But I remember I was in my my part of the cabin. There was a bunk there and my brother was on the opposite side with his curtains drawn and I just couldn't sleep. There was mosquitoes all over me and I looked outside and there was just like one lamppost with a bench next to it and just jungle either side of it. And this was like 3 a.m. And I just sat there and it wasn't like a, it was like a, <laughs> and I was like David are you awake <laughs> and I was just in bits I just I couldn't get to sleep and I was just like staring out the window I was like what am I doing why am I here and then you get to you get to the main town you like see the mountains and the jungle and it's like fuck this place is sick but and then you found yourself I if had... you see pictures of me before and after Thailand, I look like a different person. Like you probably, I, the confidence I had at the end of person. it. Yeah, I did for sure. I did find myself, and he's an absolute knob. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you have like a period of of adjustment coming back after Thailand? Really I started... sailed straight into freshers at uni. Oh man, that's so cool. I was just. When this... did you go to uni? Falmouth in Cornwall. Oh, okay. So I just yeah, I was just the peak of confidence. Uh, when I when I got back I, I had like a week cap, yeah. yeah man I was tan <laughs> I'd lost weight I'd, I'd, you found yourself I found myself and my brother left like I think it was two months in so I spent the last month and a half just travelling on my own and I was like yeah peak confidence Billy, I used to Billy go big out balls. Billy big <laughs> balls yeah but uh, yeah because I had I had a little bit of, I had, the first time I moved abroad, I moved to St. Petersburg um, in winter. Um, and I had a moment similar to yours, but with less jungle. I was in this like 20 story copy and paste Russian apartment block, staring at my like, <laughs> having not seen the sun for a week. Getting electrocuted every time you turn the light on. And I just, I had like looked at this like slightly damp single bed. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, 
terrifying. Then the sun came out a few weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks, and then you were good. So for almost for the whole of January, I didn't see the sun. Um, but then coming back, I went straight into freshers in a few months. Mm. And just I just had the, the liver and mindset of an alcoholic. Mm. Yeah, um, it was it just dr- completely ruined me. Drank every single day. I, I was talking to my, because I've just been away with my brother, and uh, we spoke a bit about time, and I was telling him we were doing this. And we were trying to work out, like, I remember every time we'd get to a new place, we'd be like, right, we'll have a night off from drinking tonight. Then we'd sit down, have some food, a couple of beers, and then off you go again. Every night. Yeah, I remember. It was really bad. When driving from the UK to Mongolia as well, like, without even drinking a lot every night, we noticed that, you know, it'd been like 40 days and we'd had at least, like, you know, one beer every day. Mm. Even if it's not a lot, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, it's <not> bad. Good. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, like that's, I don't know if it was. I mean, obviously you went straight into freshers, but because we were on this road trip and then we came back to real life. Pre, pre, I mean, for me personally, like I went straight into a job. It was a completely different life. Suddenly, like, I didn't struggle with it at all. It was just yeah. like you know, I guess that's what I was doing on the road. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to this thing uh, on YouTube. It was a, a two-part interview with um, an Aussie guy who was uh, sort of became like a like a sort of like the Howard Marks of Australia, like smuggling like amounts of drugs all over the world. And um, but he gave the interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty. That's not very well, low key. But it's back back in the past now. So he's all like he did the prison stuff, and he went to prison in Thailand, and he was like in the. Bangkok Hilton, as they call the prison, like the prison of prison for foreigners. Mm. You know, like Thai Thai justice is like ninety nine, almost like a hundred percent conviction rate. Yeah, because they all just sign confessions and then get like you either go to prison for forty years or you go to prison for ten years. Um, and he was explaining about how like, how like brutal the prison systems were and his like escape from. Like he he arranged an escape from a Thai prison and like what they had to do to like cut the bars and stuff. It was really fascinating. Thai prison is definitely the last place I want to visit. You always always hear those stories or watch those documentaries on like Channel 5, Mm. like Banged Up Abroad. Um, (laughs) Some like silly bint from Essex. Dispatches, growing a giant leg in Thai prison. (laughs) Yeah, and and, well, if you're stupid enough to get caught then. Yeah, but some people get like framed yeah out there and stuff as well but yeah it can it can get pretty bad pretty hairy like Koh Tao in Thailand one of the smaller islands is um it's completely run by mafia like yeah there was one bar um that I handed them money to get my drink and they opened it and there was just a f- massive handgun <laughs> in there and they just yeah gave me my change Move the handgun out of the way. Here you go. Um, yeah. You really didn't have to give you the change there. You no, really didn't have no to. No change. <laughs> I can see some just there. No change. But what if he'd not given you enough change and he's like, get back here. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <missing>. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And when, when, when Thai, some Thai people are drunk, they love a scrap as well. I can imagine. Because mm. it's like... When, I feel when like... You're, a, if your national sport is fighting, then people love yeah. scrap. True. But Thai is so brutal. They must see a lot of broided South, West, South Wales people. Mm. I would not necessarily start a fight. Although, you know, it's just roids. 
Well, tires is pretty much the. That's where it's all made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Muay Thai is like the the most hardcore martial art there is, pretty much. But they all actually. They don't all do Muay Thai, but they're. Do you think the average Thai person is really good at fighting? Well, in in, a, in, in in the same sense that the average Chinese person is fucking amazing at kung fu, Ed. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, if you took like this random person from Thailand, this random person from Birmingham, do you know. think the chances are higher? For Actually, what is it in? <laughs> How does that make you think of anything? In the Olympics, Thai people are the most successful. They're They've won the most medals with weightlifting, surprisingly, because they're relatively small in stature. Well, that yeah. I saw another really See, that makes sense. And also, I saw another really interesting map, um, which was like a circle of all of the Olympic gold medal winners in water polo for the last like twenty four years. And it was just this tiny little circle around <laughs> Serbia and Croatia. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that all they do? Aside from genociding <laughs> each other, obviously. Um, that's that's, not, saying, really. that's not the Olympic sport, so it wouldn't be that. So. I mean, who do you think would win if that was an Olympic sport? Genociding? Yeah. You mean current performance or historic performance? Current. Current performance. Probably the Saudis would be up there with their... You know, with their Yemen stuff. Mm, um, yeah. Myanmar, they'd place well. Yeah, they'd place really well tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be on the podium. They, yeah, de <laughs> definitely in the, the shout of a medal. Um, Some God. Western countries would do well as well. Like, like um, yeah, Israel would do well, contentious. Yeah. Um, um, China, obviously up there. Yeah. But they just win, they're all dead. No, no one actually, no, just, nothing's happening. Um, Next day. Yeah, I reckon that's a pretty solid, solid top, yeah. top four. Top four. And on well, that note, yeah, we're going to go to one about... of those top four next week. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, I think we're just about to hit an hour. Perfect. So where did we say we were going to go next week? Isra to Israel next favorite week. favourite place to not Israel. go. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Israel. Me too. No, no, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a few Israeli friends. Yeah. We've met a lot of Israelis on the rally. Mm -hmm. uh, my best friend spent... We'll get there in a bit. He went to a kibbutz. Um, he did the uh, little spoiler. Um, so he's he's from the Isle of Wight. He's the only Jewish family on the Isle of Wight, which sort of makes sense. Um, <laughs> but he took up this like holiday that's offered. Say it's a holiday. It's offered to all um, all Jews born outside of yeah. Israel. And he, he it's so almost was, like a bit of a pilgrimage kind of thing. Yeah. I forgot. What, I have to ask him what it's called. Um, but he went there for two weeks. Got shown around. Um, went spit spade on the stayed on the kibbutz for a while. Mm. Um, just ingested all the propaganda. Well, he ingested a lot of falafel and hummus. That's what he was telling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slightly <laughs> different. And 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 well, but it can I, be I, used I, as propaganda as well. I'll have to get some stories from him because he was really, yeah. really interesting. Um, so yeah. So hey. on that Alpha Guest House note, uh, we're going to wrap it up. See you next week. Uh, so, what do you If you're not uh, Alpha Guest House, but you do want to sponsor us, we can change our script every week. You know, we can. Even if, you, even if you're not a guest house, obviously we'd prefer yeah. if you are, but we're not, we're not tied to that. Tied. <laughs>
And once again, it's time for the fact-checking Falcon. As usual, we speculated a lot in this episode, so I'm here to check our facts. So why should you put your finger up your bum when you see a rainbow? So Thai folklore says that if you point at a rainbow, it's considered bad luck and that you will lose your finger. So where's the safest place to keep your finger? Up your bum, of course. We also debated Thailand's actual tourism figures. In 2017, there were 35 million, and in 2019, there was nearly 40 million. Also, Bangkok is not the world's most visited city. It comes second behind Hong Kong. As usual, I exaggerate. So it turns out there's only 30,000 people at full moon parties, not 100,000 like I said earlier. And that's it for the fact-checking Falcon. See you next time.